Hello, all you beautiful people out there, and welcome to another Geeks Crossing podcast. I'm Eric. And I'm Matt. Giving you all the best geek-related content you can ask for. So, today, we are going to be going through our 10 predictions for possible Smash Bros. Ultimate DLC characters. If you guys have been loving Under a Rock for the past few months or so, I mean, honestly, I don't blame you with what's going on, but... (laughs) Smash Ultimate, it's currently in its wave two of releasing DLC characters. And for Smash Bros. fans like ourselves, this is a huge monumental moment because you don't know who's going to come in. This is exciting. Mm-hmm. We've been treated to some really crazy additions in the base game and in the DLC already. Um, so it's clear that almost any video game is possible to get in. So this is like one of the boldest uh, crossovers yet, as the meme goes. So really, this is, nothing's really off limits here. I mean, I might even say that this is the best video game crossover yet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I, I agree with that thinking. So the way that this episode is going to go is I say my five pick. Well, we're obviously we're going to go in order. Like I say my first pick, then Matt's going to say his first pick, then so on and so forth. And we're going to try to describe uh, a little bit about why we think these characters are getting in and maybe even what style they would play in the game, how they would play in the game. You know, so just a little bit of background, too, with each pick. Maybe a move set or two, yeah. depending on how <laughs> infested we are with these set characters. <laughs> and this is overall just our opinions. So if you want to say that our opinions are garbage, <laughs> by all means, go for it. Yeah, and, and be sure if we if there's a name that we don't say that you're like, oh, I think they should get in. Let us know in the Discord. Uh, we want to hear what you're thinking, too, or what you've heard, if you believe any of the leaks or whatever. So we're definitely down for that, too. Well, actually, before I get to my list, there's one thing I want to address. And that's how the first wave of DLC characters were established. We've had Joker. We've had Hero. We had freaking Banjo-Kazooie. <laughs> Terry Bogart. These were huge third-party reps that everybody wanted to see in Smash. Well, I didn't know who the fuck Terry was. So I'm, <laughs> I'm guessing somebody on the face of Earth wanted Terry Bogart in Smash. <laughs> hey, more power to you. The fifth character, we got a Nintendo rep. Violet, and he's not just any Nintendo rep, he's yet another Fire Emblem character. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I'm happy that we got a Nintendo rep because, you know, Smash Ultimate is becoming ultimate fan service when you think about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have you seen all the dislikes on the first reveal of Violet? <laughs> yeah, it's kind of sad. I have seen it. And I felt like I was back in 2014 when they revealed, what was it, Call of Duty Advanced Warfare? <laughs> And here we were, back in 2019, everybody making reaction trailers to, you know, Violet's dislikes on his reveal trailer. (laughs) It's pretty sad when you think about it, like you said. Yeah, poor Violet. So, so how's this going to affect my list? Well, I think it'd be a smart move on Nintendo, or Masahiro Sakurai, who's the game developer, to be more precise. I think it'd be a smart move for him if he reveals all the Nintendo reps first, and then leave the last, I want to say, two or three slots open for third-party reps. Because, let's be honest here, everybody cares about third-party reps being in Smash. They don't give a shit about Nintendo characters, sadly. <laughs> so, reveal all the inconsequential Nintendo characters first, and then make room for the third-party characters that everybody demands to be in Smash. <laughs> that, is a, that is a true and blue system. Although, even that... Um... There's still Nintendo characters that could get in that people would be freaking out over. I can think of a few, but I guess we'll see. Well, then again, I kind of spoil myself because how the format's going to be like. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But then again, 
I'm right to a certain extent because lo and behold, uh, the first character revealed in Wave 2 was Min Min from mm-hmm. ARMS, who's a Nintendo rep. Yeah. While we're at it, what do you think of Min Min? Uh, I haven't played her a ton. She's pretty fun, though, uh, from what I have played. Um, very unique moveset, very unique with her uh, very long reach for grabbing and hitting and things like that. So that's kind of cool. What about you? What do you think? Uh, she's fun. I don't really have like a deep attachment to her, mainly because I haven't played ARMS. Nor do I give a shit about the game. No offense. <laughs> I've played but, like yeah, I played it when like it came out. <laughs> that was about it. I loved how everybody wanted Springman or Ribbon Girl. Was it? Yeah. They wanted those two characters to be the ARM representative, but though lo and behold, we got I think like the newest character added. I think really. Didn't and what's that. interesting, like as you saw in the Min trailer. The game director, I don't remember his name by heart, but he said, like, everybody in ARMS is a main character. <laughs> so, yeah, I thought I that guess. was pretty interesting. I get, yeah, it's a fighting game, so in a way, there really isn't a main character. That's a good point. Like I said before, my list is going to be, well, the first two are going to be Nintendo reps, while the last three are going to be third-party reps, because, you know, I want the list to be half Nintendo, half third-party, oh, just to keep nice. it consistent. Yeah, I, so. I have the same ratio, actually. Two Nintendo, three third party so that's kind of cool really yeah <laughs> wow this is gonna be interesting yeah so we'll, we'll bang out the nintendo guys first all right so all right. i guess i'll start things start off. us off so for number one well this is gonna sound generic but i want to see another pokemon rep but not just any pokemon rep but somebody from the newest generation well not newest but current generation as to say yes a gen 8 rep and my pick is gonna be rillaboom for those of you who don't know, Rillaboom is the final stage of the grass starter Grookey from Sword and Shield. And I do have a few reasons why I picked Rillaboom. First off, think about it like this. We have Charizard and Cinderwar to represent fire. We have Squirtle and Greninja to represent water. Then we just have Ivysaur to represent grass. <laughs> we need another grass starter to balance out Ivysaur. I feel that, dude, yeah. And I think Rillaboom works. I mean... One could argue that, oh, he's always around with his drum set, so we can't, you know, move or run. But have you seen Rillaboom in Pokemon Camp? He puts his drum set on his back and just runs around as if nothing's on his back. So if they can work in Pokemon Camp, it could definitely work in Smash Brothers. I can tell you that. For sure. Now, for a move set, I haven't really gotten too infested, but I can tell you that his neutral special should be his signature move, Drum Beating. Uh, his down special is going to be Wood Hammer. And I could see if having, like, an armor effect similar to... Ganondorf's, uh, what is it, Warlock Punch? Mm. And uh, Violet's uh, Axe Hammer thing. I know the last thing I want to mention is Violet. <laughs> <laughs> and his final smash would be his Gigantamax form because, you know, that's the newest gimmick in Pokemon nowadays. So, of course, Smash will want to represent that and promote it. You could make the argument that there are other Gen 8 Pokemon they can go with, like Ursifu. But the thing is, the Isle of Armor is already out. And if Ursifu was going to be a Smash character, they would have done it by now you know, promote it earlier to promote the DLC. And the same thing goes for Zerude, which yeah. I think I'm saying that right. Yeah, that monkey-looking even though Even though it's not a starter, it's still a grass type to help balance out Ivysaur. Whenever Game Freak decides to legally distribute this Pokemon, <laughs> it could be a great way to, you know, promote this Pokemon. What better way to promote a new Pokemon than putting him in Smash? I mean, it worked with Greninja. <laughs> well, actually, I don't know if you knew this, but Greninja was picked in Smash before he was revealed in Pokemon X and Y. Are you serious? Oh, I'm serious. Wow, I didn't know that. That's kind of cool. So what I'm saying is they can come up with a moveset for Zerude 
put him in Smash and, you know, promote him for Pokemon Sword and Shield whenever, like I said, Game Freak decides to legally distribute him. Because <laughs> I've seen hackers use Sarude, even though he's not out yet. I, I would love Sarude, but my heart's telling me it's Rillaboom because he seems more likely because I know we need another starter. He's more well-known when you think about it. For sure. So, yeah. So, number one, Rillaboom. Now on to you, Matt. So, I might as well get this out of the way, too. Uh, I was <laughs> holding my breath while you were talking. But my slot is also, I wrote literally, like, notes today over it. A Pokemon Sword and Shield Pokemon. Because I was like, come on, we got to get one of those. And I was thinking which one would be likely slash fun to see. And I almost said Rillaboom. I was so close. And that would have been really funny if I did. Um, and I wrote, like, Urshifu, probably not because it's GLC, like, all that. I looked at what Pokemon were popular in Japan. Um, apparently, I didn't know this, but Toxtricity and Dragapult are the most popular Gen 8 Pokemon in Japan. So I was going to go with one of those. But I don't know why. <laughs> I went for an oddball choice, and I said Surfetched. <laughs> oh, my God. Surfetched? Are you serious, Matt? <laughs> yes. And let me explain. Let me explain. So... Surfetch would be interesting because it would have it would first of all it'd be a regional evolution which obviously we've never had in Smash Bros because we barely had like there's a lot of Pokemon firsts that can be done in Smash Bros. Um, True. Weirdly enough, we only have one actual fighting type Pokemon in Smash Bros, which is kind of crazy. So you know, I think another one could definitely be welcome there. Um, before you told me that Greninja was put in the game before it was revealed. I honestly thought that it was in there because it was famous from the anime, so I was off on the time. And I know Ash's star Pokemon right now in the anime is Surfetch, so I figured that would be another fun little tie-in, I guess, where you watch Surfetch in the anime and then you could play as him. I mean, <laughs> it's not a Surfetch yet. But... No, you're right. Right now it's a Farfetch, but I think everybody's convinced it'll evolve. Maybe it won't. It better. <laughs> it really should, because I love Surfetch so much. Also, probably why I picked him, because I'm biased and love him so much. But, I mean, the moveset's all there. I think a lot of people would be upset, because he'd be another sword fighter. But I could see him having more of a, like, a jousting, almost, uh, moveset, where his side Bs are really powerful. He could just stick out his sword and joust like a medieval English knight that he was inspired by. He's got the sword, works for the blocking... Uh, I just think he could get up to some pretty crazy stuff if they threw him in there. So I definitely agree with you, Eric. I think we can expect a Gen 8 Pokemon, or at least hope for a Gen 8 Pokemon. Now, My, the question yeah. is, Surfetch's signature move, which is Meteor Assault, would that be part of his normal moveset, or do you think that would be his final smash? Ooh. Hmm. Uh, I, I could see it as... Well, I said he'd have a very jousting-inspired moveset, and that kind of is Meteor Assault's whole deal. So maybe it could just be a normal move for him, but I could also see it being like hyped up and made big, and they make it a final smash. So, so let's say that it could meteor assault, the signature move of Surfetch would be a great final smash for him. Should he get in? All right, I respect your choice, Matt. <laughs> and I'm not dissing on Surfetch. I was just surprised. That's all. Yeah, I tried. I tried to go a little out there, like, hmm, who from Jenny would be interesting to see? Then again, I shouldn't expect less from you, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> number two and this is my last nintendo rep mind you it's going to be bandana d mm. i think it's about damn time we get another kirby rep hell yeah kirby's return to dreamland i which i think of on the wii is that yeah i wii, think it right? was Wii. yeah 
that was one of my favorite Kirby games. And what do you know? It three out of the four main characters in that game are in Smash, except for Bandana D. And I'm like, wow, the disrespect. We've gone through two whole Smash games and still no Bandana D. I think it's about time we show some love to Bandana D. Uh, absolutely. I think he deserves it. Closest thing we had to Bandana D was in Brawl, where, you know, <laughs> King DD threw his, you know, Waddle Ds at everybody. Yes. But that didn't suffice for me. And plus, you could make the argument that, oh, oh, he's just a Waddle D with a Bandana and a Spear. He can't do much. Mm-hmm. I digress. <laughs> he's so much more than that. He's a Waddle D with a purpose. <laughs> he helped Kirby destroy one of the most powerful embodiments of darkness. And you have the balls to consider him as just a bottle tea? <laughs> Come on, people. The disrespect. It's funny. Uh, what, before, when I said I think there were some Nintendo characters that could get announced and people would get really excited, I was actually thinking of Bandana D. <laughs> but I didn't want to say it because I was like, oh, Eric might have him on his list. And I'm glad I bit my tongue. Wow. Oh, that's a lot. Wow, Matt. Yeah. <laughs> you know me so well. <laughs> yeah, so Final Smash. You know Megaton Punch, I think he used it in one of the DS games. He just drops like a bunch of cinder blocks on people and smashes his way to hitting his target. That can easily work for a final smash. And now I know there's an argument. Well, actually, Sakurai did say that he doesn't want to overrepresent his own franchise. Yeah. But come on. <laughs> just one more Kirby character. It doesn't have to be one of the main villains. Yeah, I know technically King Dedede is the main villain, but when you really think about it, he's not that antagonistic. Nah. He's a good guy. So, if you want to be small or like do something that's, you know, rather simple, just put Bandana D. He needs more respect, plain and simple. Amen, brother. All right. So, what's your number two choice, Mac? All right. So, this is my last Nintendo rep, and it's my three third party reps. They are all DLC options that I have seen people talking about, seen people like, oh, we really want this. And I'll talk about that when I get to them. But for this character, I've never really even seen a lot of people really wanting it. So it's another kind of out of left field. But I'm going to say King Bob-omb from Super Mario 64. What? <laughs> so let me explain. Let me explain. So King bob is, like, kind of underrated in my opinion. He's the first ever 3D boss battle in a Mario game. So he's Mario's Facts. first 3D enemy. He still gets some use. Uh, he was most recently in Super Mario Party. There's a whole stage of, like, the Babam mines or factory or something. And he's, like, right center stage. Uh, and I think if you're not careful enough, you roll the wrong dice, he'll blow up on you. So he's, a, he's still a presence in Mario. They don't invite him to go karting, sadly. They don't invite Rip. him to their parties. But King Babam is still there. He's been hanging around the background for a while. And I was inspired especially to include him here because of the 3D re-release. Like, I, I feel like it would be the perfect opportunity to just, okay, like, your first ever big 3D Mario enemy boss getting included as a DLC right before a collection celebrating Mario's 3D history. I don't know. It seems like I was about to say, justice. that would be great. <laughs> That'd be great promotion when you think about it. Yeah, that's what, I'm, that's what I feel like. It'd be a perfect celebration of 3D Mario to have Mario's first 3D foe. You know, it's hard for me to think, figure out who's going to be another Mario rep. Because, like, that's why I didn't include one. Because, yeah. like, the only logical choice I can think of is Waluigi. But we know he's never going to be in Smash. Yeah, and he, he might one day, but not an Ultimate. Because I didn't include any assist trophies, personally. Because I feel like, I don't know. But, anyway, that's besides the point. And I think what Nintendo likes to do with Mario... And you can correct me if I'm wrong. But they like to... I feel like they will be very random. Like, they'll go crazy. Like, they'll be like, hey, 
Remember that random queen bee from Super Mario Galaxy? Well, boom, now you can play as her in Mario Kart. Hey, you know the freaking piranha plant that you pass every game? Guess what? He's in Smash Bros. now. Like, they just love throwing random Mario characters at you and being like, yo, this guy, remember him? So I feel like yeah. King bomb can totally get that treatment. I, for a moveset, I could see very physical, obviously. He's one of the tankier characters, like K. Rule, Bowser, DDD. So slow moving, very physical, hands-on, a lot of grabs and punches. For a final smash, obviously, his traditional spin you around if he gets his hand on you it's one of those smashes that if you're within his grasp you have no choice but to pray for mercy he can spin you around and throw you off just like he did all those years ago and uh i don't know it just seems like a very uh perfect option uh to explore like i said with the 3d mario celebration so that is why i decided to pick king baba it's a good thing I pre-ordered the Mario All-Stars 3D, because now I can relive all that nostalgia. Heck yeah. Never mind. <laughs> all right, Eric. So, uh, you want to start off with your third pick? Sure, why not? So, this is going to be, like, a very likely choice. Well, I didn't really pick this list based on, you know, likeliness, mm. but, you know, just, like, facts, personal preference, and this is somebody that I'm pretty sure everybody wants to see, and that's Crash Bandicoot. Mm. Now, truth be told, I'm not a diehard Crash fan. I mean, I played a few of the games. I believe my first one was Wrath the Cortex. I know that game is very infamous. <laughs> and the Insane Trilogy, which released, I think, two years ago, was it? Yeah. Yeah. What, yeah. It was on the PS4, but, you know, that's no longer relevant because it's now on Switch. Hence the reason why Crash is on my list now. Mm. Because now that the Crash Insane Trilogy is on Switch, that definitely boosts Crash's, you know, chances of being in Smash. And he's a definite icon among the PlayStation era when you think about it. I mean, even if you don't own a PlayStation or never even played a Crash game, you know who Crash is because he's just that iconic. Oh, yeah. I've never played a game in my life, and I feel like I, I know all about him. He's iconic. You're right. I don't remember Crash's moveset by heart, but I can definitely tell that his spinning move would definitely count as either like his neutral or maybe his down, his down special. Mm. And maybe his final smash, he could be one of his... Uh, one of those mechas he keeps in his arsenal, like the helicopter or the submarine tank or whatever it was called. Yeah. I'm sorry to all you Crash Bandicoot <laughs> fans if I don't remember what the names are by heart. Like I said, I only played them, you know, somewhat. But yeah, out of all the third-party reps, Crash is somebody that I think has a good chance of appearing because of how iconic he is. And like I said, the Insane Trilogy being on Switch. That's pretty much it. I think that's a very good reason. That's a definitely a solid pick, I think. Oh, and oh, before I forget, there was a leak that somebody tweeted about a crash render in Smash, but I don't know if it's legit. I mean, it looks legit, but you never know with leaks. Oh, how long ago was that? This was about a month ago. No kidding. I didn't hear about that. That's crazy. I haven't been keeping up with the leaks recently. Because <laughs> I feel like there's been such a um, a dry spell of DLC reveals. Like, it's twenty like the 2020 is three-fourths of the way over, and we've only gotten one DLC reveal. But honestly, I mean, take your time. Obviously, there's a lot of circumstances outside of their control, like everything that's going on, but... I'm sure we all remember how the Grinch leaked to Smash Brothers. <laughs> yeah. The disappointment when everybody saw Incineroar, because Incineroar wasn't in that mm-hmm. league. That was when everyone knew. Ken Masters was in, was in the leak, but not Incineroar. No. He was like, that. yeah, that was that was the one minute that undid it for everybody else. There's never, correct me if I'm wrong, there's never been a Smash uh, game that didn't introduce at least one new Pokemon, right? It's becoming a tradition at this point. Yeah. yeah. So we knew. Yeah, so enough about the sad <laughs> Grinch League. What's your first third-party rep, Matt? 
All right. Uh, so this is one that I would have laughed at if actually two of them on here, I would have laughed at uh, if you'd suggested them. I would have been like, oh, yeah, no shot. But there's been a remarkable amount of pushing for this character or these characters. And honestly, if you look and you take a step back, it, it, I could see how it's possible. But my number three slot is Steve and Alex from Minecraft. <laughs> so stay with me here. Stay with me here. Because honestly, when you go to a Smash convention and you're like, hey, what about Steve? You get like laughed out of the room. But there's some reason to pause and consider. Minecraft is the biggest video game in the world. Uh, it's sold the most copies of any game. And not to mention, especially, like that's whatever, but in a game obviously that celebrates video game diversity, it would be pretty cool to have. Plus, people have taken a lot of note of the rosy relationship currently going on between Nintendo and Microsoft up to the point where Banjo-Kazooie got in after years of that not being able to happen. You know, the fans wanted it really badly. Nintendo talked to Microsoft and Microsoft was like, yeah. So a lot of people I've seen wonder what if there was like some sort of deal, like Microsoft wanted one of its more popular IPs in the game to get some exposure a lot of people say Master Chief, obviously, but I don't know. I think like it would be fun if it was Steve and Alex from Minecraft because, first of all, Minecraft again is so big. Yeah, I, don't... I just <laughs> I feel like Master Chief will be too similar to Samus when you think about it. Yeah, no, I agree. Like, just another Space Marine is a little specific. I agree. So why not go with someone with the more, you know, unique and artistic look? Oh yeah. I mean, I mean, no respect to all you Halo fans, but Master Chief just seems too generic from, like, what his motif as a character would be. Yeah, for sure. And literally, Minecraft, like in the game, there's infinite possibilities. There's really infinite possibilities for a moveset for him. I saw a really great video on it. Like, somebody animated a whole bunch of moves for him. Um, and it was very funny. But How would they incorporate the, you know, digging and building mechanic? Like, Oh, I mean, yeah. Um, it can definitely work. But for me, since I'm not, like, a huge Minecraft player... I can't visualize it like you could, but, you know, care to care to share? I'm pretty sure... Now, I'm totally going off a of video. I wish I had... Is it? Wait, let me look it up really quick so I can at least give the proper credit where it's due. Because this was what the video that really got me thinking about this concept. Ah, it was Paper Kitty's video on YouTube. Steve fan-made moveset. So, yeah, they had him able to add up to three blocks, like, and build walls and stuff that can disappear. Almost like Pac-Man's fire hydrant, but... A little bit longer lasting and you can be a little bit more flexible with where you put it i thought that was really cool um and you could almost build a little tower but people could get up to you obviously and it would disappear after a while and really that's like there's so many like i could see oh he has up b as throwing ender pearls like there's so much room for a move set i haven't thought extremely much about a final smash i don't really know what you'd be able to do with that i i don't even like a creeper i guess because those are pretty much staple minecraft so you get to use maybe a, a creeper explosion or something like that <laughs> steve summons a storm of, of raining creepers <laughs> yes exactly so yeah i would say maybe with the final smash get the creepers involved in somewhere have a a big old explosion but steve and alex with them being such popular video game ips arguably the most popular right now with Microsoft and Nintendo in an unprecedented, like, friendship almost, with a business relationship. And just, honestly, I think it would just be fun to have them in. Respect, Matt. Respect. <laughs>
All right, so number four, and this is the second third-party rep. I'm going to throw a curveball. Rayman. Mm. I don't blame you for those who don't know who Rayman is because, you know, he's been very, uh, what's where I'm looking for, inconsequential lately. Mm. Because when everybody thinks about Rayman, 99% of the time, they think about the freaking rabbits. <laughs> yup. <laughs> like, Matt, can you please explain to me why the fuck those little guys got so popular? Um, I don't, I think it's the same reason the Minions got so popular. People just like... There was a big era, and I guess it still exists, where people just really love dumb, incoherent little guys beating each other up. <laughs> but, like, the minions, I can tolerate. The rabbits, I can't. <laughs> not only are they the ugliest fucking rabbits I've seen, <laughs> not just in video games, but in general, <laughs> but they pretty much destroyed whatever reputation Rayman had, like, you know, as a video game franchise. <laughs> because, like I said, nobody cares about Rayman as a whole. They only give a shit about the rabbits. Yeah. That's disappointing. Yeah, that's true. That's sad, but true. I can't. I don't really blame, like, you know, new people because Rayman did come out, like, in the late 90s. I mean, mm. I think my brother owned the first two Rayman games on, on the PlayStation. So that was, like, my exposure to Rayman. But then the rabbits came along and ruined everything. <laughs> but then, surprisingly, I think it was, like, the late 2010s. I forgot what year it was. Rayman came back in a reboot called Rayman Legends, and there was no rabbits whatsoever, thank God. <laughs> I don't know, like, you know, it was it was nice for its time, but then it just got quiet after a while, because, like, you would think that, oh, with Rayman Legends being successful, you would think they'd make more Rayman games, but no. Mm-hmm. Until, in Smash Brothers for Wii U and 3DS, Rayman actually became a trophy, so... Yes. The original Rayman just has some sentimental value left, but that's not enough. Like, you know, I think it'll be good justice for Rayman if he becomes a Smash character. Yeah. Because, like, you know, this will be a great way to help him, you know, get back his popularity and fix his reputation. And it's funny, Ubisoft, which is the company that owns Rayman, an executive was talking to Sakurai in a tweet. So that pretty much just boosts his chances of Rayman being a character when you really think about it. I didn't hear about that. That's pretty cool. It has been a while since I played a Rayman game, so like with Crash, I don't have like, you know, a solid moveset, but when you look at Rayman as a character, he has no arms and legs, like his his <laughs> hands and feet are just like detached from his body, yet they're providing movement, which sounds like some creepy pasta shit, but <laughs> hey, oddly enough, it's cool. I've seen uh, jokes about Rayman getting the Smash Bros, and everybody says, uh, how would they make the amiibo? Because <laughs> he doesn't have any arms and legs bro i didn't even think about that <laughs> yeah i guess little rods or something like clear plastic or something like that but it's pretty funny to think about make sure it's very clear pla- plastic yeah <laughs> otherwise it looks like ghost train man like so clear <laughs> you can't even see it exactly <laughs> yeah but I do imagine, like, you know, his, uh, I want to say his boomerang fist or whatever, because, like, Rayman literally throws hands at you. <laughs> so I can see that being used in his moveset. Maybe, like, uh, his propeller hair could be used as his recovery. <laughs> yeah. And Final Smash, you got me. Maybe he'll summon that giant mosquito thing. I don't know. Mm. Maybe if I played Rayman Legends, maybe I can understand or, like, you know, get a certain idea of what his Final Smash could be. But it is what it is for now. Rayman, number four pick. Nice. All right, my number four pick. Um, probably be my weirdest pick yet, and I—that's probably eye-rollingly interesting because I've had very unique picks thus far. Um, <laughs> Matt, you always come up with the most unique picks. What are you talking about? <laughs> so whatever you say, I'm completely for. 
go for it. All right, number four, the heavy from Team Fortress Two. Oh my God, Matt, are you serious? <laughs> I mean, I, good on you, yeah. but really. I did not think twice about the heavy ever getting into TF2, but apparently in the most recent fan ballot, and this is true, I looked this up when I was doing my research earlier, the most recent fan ballot of DLC characters that people want to see in Smash Bros, uh, heavy was number four. He was the fourth highest rated after, I believe it was Waluigi, Bandana D, and Steve and Alex from Minecraft. So really? that is crazy. He's that high? Yeah, I don't know. I think what happens is he's extremely popular online. Like p- gamers who are, I don't know, maybe either old fashioned or like they grew up in the 2000s and they played online gaming and, and that kind of stuff. Apparently, TF2 still has five, uh, 50 million regular players. That's a lot of gamers <laughs> and a lot of people to try and get into TF2 slash Smash Bros. Yeah, so honestly, I don't know how likely it is, but I did note that Valve is like one of the biggest gaming companies ever, and they still don't have any representation. That used to be true of Bethesda, but as we know now, Vault Boy is a me costume. So all of the biggest gaming companies have got a piece of the pie in Smash Bros. Valve is suspiciously absent. So between that and also between Heavy being really randomly popular in online polls, I was just like, you know what? Why not? And obviously the other Valve games like Portal. I don't think Chell from Portal would work because you'd have to program an entire Portal gun mechanic. And that's like her only attack. So I don't see that. Left 4 Dead is not as uh, ongoing. It doesn't have the ongoing popularity, I guess, of TF2. But yeah, I don't know. I just thought it was really funny that that the heavies number four on some online ballots. And back when the game had just come out, Smash Bros, I believe he was like number six or number seven on the top ten most popular DLC characters ideas in Europe. Like, they did a poll in Europe, Japan, and America, and Heavy was on Europe. So that's when I really started thinking about it. Yeah, yeah. I was about to say, because yeah. Sakurai did say that, you know, he takes inspiration from whoever people voted on the Smash polls. Yeah, yeah, so it, it's very interesting. So at the at, at the very least... Hence the reason why characters like Banjo and uh, King K. Rule. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, characters they never would have thought twice about adding, but they were interested, like, oh, people really want these guys, huh? Uh, oh, yeah, and Ridley. Yeah, I can't forget say, about Ridley, Ridley too. The character Sakurai, quote-unquote, said was too big to be in Smash. <laughs> so, honestly, yeah, TF2 gets compared a lot with Overwatch, and I know recently the Overwatch guy uh, made gamer headlines for saying, like, hey, we really want any Overwatch characters in Smash Bros. Like, that'd be awesome. But that pretty much confirms that they hadn't been asked already, so I doubt Overwatch would be getting in. So why not TF2? The heavies like the icon of Team Fortress 2, um, he'd be another uh, obviously heavy fighter, as you can tell from his name. He's got his classic minigun, which would be a very unique weapon. Although I think I'd see a lot of memes of that. Like, there were already memes when Joker got a gun. So imagine heavy with a minigun, what you'd see. And as for his final smash, his, fa- his infamous um, bulletproof state, when the medic is able to charge him and he turns all red and gets really powerful, I think that would be fitting as a final smash. So yeah, interesting heavy weaponry, which would make for a sort of unique moveset. Himself being a very unique character (laughs) in a game franchise that has not been explored in Smash. By a company that's one of the biggest game companies in the world now with Steam, it's really just 
a titan of the industry. So I think it would make sense for Valve to get somebody in Smash Bros. Ultimate, which is also why I decided to go for the heavy. Okay, I respect that. Yeah. So now, we're in my last spot, and this is one that I actually want to see the most. Like, I'm actually praying to God <laughs> that it happens. Okay. What is it? Let's hear it. I'm excited. Sora from Kingdom Hearts. Hell yeah. We have Cloud, we have Hero, but that's not enough for me. I want to see the Keyblade Wielder of Light make it to Smash. <laughs> oh man, you and me both. And I feel like, just like Crash, Sora is another huge icon among the video game community. I mean, I don't know if you knew this, but when you compare like video game protagonists, Sora currently holds the record of being like the most recurring protagonist in any RPG. Really? That's so- yeah. Oh, that's right! Because in every other one, I guess, in most RPGs, they change protagonists, like in Pokemon, for example. That's that's interesting. Yeah, Pokemon and Final Fantasy, yeah. they always have like different protagonists, but Sora, in every Kingdom Hearts game, even the inconsequential ones, <laughs> Sora is still there, and hey, even though he's not playable, he's still there, so... And he's the main <laughs> character. Yeah. Oh my god, dude, I'm super excited to talk about Sora, because I've been literally coming up with all night a moveset for Sora, and I think it's fucking perfect. <laughs> Alright, let's hear it. So, think about it like this. Sora's neutral special. Think of it as like uh, Shulk's Monado Arts and Hero's Command deck, where he has four or five magic spells to choose from. He has fire, blizzard, thunder, cure, and arrow. Maybe water if they want to go current, because, you know, that's the newest magic spell added in Kingdom Hearts. And every magic spell he uses, similar to Shulk's Monado Arts, like, you use it once, and you have to wait time for it to charge. I think that'd be perfect. Yeah. Don't worry, I'm sure they'll figure out a way to make, you know, Sora's Thunder, not like Pikachu or Pichu's Thunder. Oh, yeah. <laughs> now, his side special, I could see being Strike Rod <coughs> from Kingdom Hearts 1, where he throws his Keyblade like a boomerang. His down special would be Reflect, which is the most OP magic spell in Kingdom Hearts 2. It'll both work as, like, an attack and a counter. I know, the last thing in Smash Brothers we need is another fucking counter. <laughs> But for Sora, it works. His recovery, I could see being Athletic Flow from Kingdom Hearts 3. Now, if it wasn't obvious already, I think Sora's moveset should be compiled of, like, you know, moves he used from the first three Kingdom Hearts games. No, sorry, the first three numbered Kingdom Hearts games. <laughs> and his final smash, you remember Kingdom Hearts 3, where Sora and Riku summon that giant Keyblade in the Realm of Darkness? Yeah. That'd be perfect. Oh, yeah, that would actually be perfect. Now, I know the one argument that people have with Sora being in Smash is the Disney aspect. Mm-hmm. Here's a simple way to fix it. Just only focus on the Kingdom Hearts characters. You don't need Mickey, you don't need Donald, you need Goofy or Jiminy Cricket or whoever. Hmm. Just focus on Sora, Riku, and those characters. Yeah. Like, have them as spirits. Yeah, yeah. That'd be pretty easy. There's enough characters, I think, where you could easily do that. And additionally, Shinji Hashimoto, who's the co-creator of Kingdom Hearts, he saw a tweet that said Sora for Smash, and he responded, yes. <laughs> now, yes can be interpreted in many different things. He could mean, like, yes, Sora will be in Smash, or yes, he has an interest of Sora being in Smash, or maybe, yes, he's talking to Sakurai about putting Sora in Smash. Ooh. Really, like, responding with just a simple yes, that can lead <laughs> to so many possibilities. Oh, yeah. Sora, just like with, you know, Banjo and Bayonetta and all those, he was pretty ranked high up there in the polls. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure he, he was. I'm going to try to find that, actually, while you're talking. I mean, I saw it right there that, you know, in terms of, like, you know, tweets on who you want to see in Smash, Sora is ranked, like, you know, pretty high up there. Ah, yes. In March, uh, the Super Smash Bros. Ultimate community in Japan uh, put out a poll, and Sora won. 
uh, he was the most wanted newcomer. Now, there is one problem I do see. is like, which Sora are they going to use? Oh, now, yeah. they could use the current Sora from Kingdom Hearts 3, like, as his, like, default render. Maybe they could use his dry forms from Kingdom Hearts 3, like, you know, Guardian, Blitz, and was it Strike Form as, like, you know, alternate skins. Mm-hmm. And then, just like with Cloud and, like, the heroes, at the very last, you'll get Kingdom Hearts 2 Sora and KH1 Sora. Just to be, like, more nostalgic, you know what I mean? Yeah, no, for sure. Like, they did with uh, Cloud and Joker. They have, like, the different forms for him uh, from the and different parts of the games and the different games. Now, another big question that I have is that when you look at Hero and Cloud, they only speak Japanese. So do you think they're only going to get Sora's Japanese VA for Smash? Oh, that's a good question. I don't know. Well, I know you don't follow Japanese voice actors like I do, but Sora's Japanese actor... He's known for doing, like, mostly video games. And if you're a video game VA, obviously you're going to voice in more video games. Yeah. But the thing about Sora's English voice actor, Haley Joel Osman, he's not really a voice actor. He's more of, like, you know, film actor. Yeah. <laughs> like, he's mostly starred in films. Like, granted, he was a childhood actor, and now nobody gives a shit about him. <laughs> Pretty much Kingdom Hearts is what's saving this reputation. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the big problem that I have is, like, I can't see Haley Joel Osment coming to reprise his role for Sora in a non-Kingdom Hearts game, but you never know. Yeah. I think that'd be a nice twist for his character, just to see like how much this character has, you know, been a part of Haley's career. It's like he's not willing to just voice this character in strictly Kingdom Hearts, but other video games. For sure. I mean, that would make sense from like you know a sentimental actor standpoint, but for the sake of convenience, they're likely just gonna stick with Sora's Japanese VA. Yeah, I think you're probably right with that. We love you, Haley, if you're listening to this, which you're probably not. <laughs> but if you are, we love you. Haley, if you are watching this, you do an amazing job voicing Sora. I know everybody's talking shit about how Sora goes through a voice cracking Kingdom Hearts straight, but don't let the haters diss you. Keep doing your best Sora. That's all that matters. So yeah, number five on this list, and my personal number one pick, is Sora from Kingdom Hearts. Nice. I like how you did yours, where it was your most wanted pick for your number one. I honestly kind of did an inverse, I think. my I kind of deviated, like, you know, how my list was going to be. It's like, oh, it's not based on personal preference or most wanted, but yeah. Yeah, no, I liked that. Because mine, I think my, my number one pick would be the one character out of my five that I would not play that much. But... Hey, what can I say? I like being random at times. Oh, <laughs> trust, dude, you're talking to the king of random. You're talking to the TF2 heavy picker. But this character, I just put as number one because I think he has the best shot of getting it in out of everyone I've picked. But that would be the Hunter from Monster Hunter. Really? Yeah, I honestly, while I did a lot of research, uh, well, not a lot of research. I, like, looked up trends in Japan and game sales and, like, internet, who what people wanted on the internet. And time and time again, I kept finding Monster Hunter. It's a huge franchise in Japan. Um, they actually have a movie coming out in 2021. Assuming that this <laughs> pandemic doesn't die out. True, yeah. But at the very least, there's a movie in production um, for some point in the future. They've got... I, I looked up like how the game sales were working, and apparently Pokemon Sword and Shield and the new Monster Hunter games are like the highest-selling games of last year in Japan. A lot of people there love their Monster Hunter. And honestly, this is what was really weird for me. Monster Hunter is already in Smash Bros., they have Rathalos. Yeah, he's a boss, an assist trophy, like a whole stage designed around Rathalos. So I'm very surprised that we don't at least have a me costume for the Hunter by now. And not to mention another another game that was like really big 
what's the hero from again? What was that? For? Um, Eric, what game? Uh, Dragon Quest. Dragon Quest, yeah. So I, I remember when Dragon Quest, uh, when the hero got announced for that, everybody in the West, which is where we are from, was like, oh, what? Really? But in Japan, people were like, no way. Like, we love, like, it's a really big game over there. From what I understand, Monster Hunter works the same way. Hunter skins were actually available for Miis in Smash 4, and they are now suspiciously absent in Ultimate. When you put all those factors together, how well the game sells, how big it is in Japan, how they had skins for it already designed in Smash 4, and the fact that Rathalos is already in Smash 4, uh, or in Smash Ultimate in the base game, that just kind of is a lot of red flags for me. Like, I think we're probably getting a Monster Hunter rep at some point. I don't know. So I mean, yeah. all your facts solidifies your points. Yeah, I mean, thank you, because I, I do think... I did my research, <laughs> but um, I do just, I feel like it's, it's just, it, it, all the signs are pointing right there. Like, like I said, giant red flags of why isn't the hunter in the game yet? Everything's already perfectly suited for him. So I would not be surprised if it's a situation like Dragon Quest where it's like, okay, I understand now why this character's in, uh, because again, it's huge in Japan, blah, blah, blah. So everything I said. I don't know. I just am reasonably confident that the hunter will be added. Uh, so that is why he is my number one, or at least my fifth pick for the Smash Ultimate DLC. All right. Very respectable choice. Eee. I don't really play Monster Hunter, let alone follow the franchise. But Oh, me neither. You know, yeah. <laughs> I respect your choice. I mean, it's like you said, all these facts that you point out just solidifies why the hunter would make into Smash. Yeah, it just seems like, I, I agree with you, I don't follow the franchise, never played a Monster Hunter game, but just with its popularity online and in Japan, you know, and the fact that it's already in the game, it just seems like they're paving the way for the Hunter to get in at some point. Um, so yeah. Well, there you have it, folks. These are our 10 characters with my five picks and Matt's five picks. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm honestly surprised that you and I had the same format, per se, like, you know, we mentioned our Nintendo reps, <laughs> and then we end off with three third-party reps. Yes, we had a very similar style. It was funny that we both had, uh, in all, I guess, if you count it as a 10, four Nintendo reps, two each, and six third-party reps, or three each. Like, that's kind of funny how it worked out. But yeah, but the thing about, you know, Smash DLC, you don't know who's going to be in it. Yep. Sakurai, he's a god, <laughs> like, being in Smash. Oh, yeah. No, oh, sorry, let me rephrase that. He sees the potential of anything <laughs> being a Smash character. I have to emphasize the fact that fucking Piranha Plant is a character. <laughs> yep. Almost two years and those words are still coming out of my mouth. <laughs> Piranha Plant is in Smash. <laughs> Why am I still freaking out over this? Because it's weird. It's crazy. Exactly. <laughs> it's so weird. And it really just proves what you just said is that there's no limits. Literally no limits. Your favorite enemy from any video game you've ever played can freaking be in this game. Like, there's just no, nothing holding you back from imagining your wildest dreams. And it's sad when you think about it because after Smash Ultimate, we might not get all these crazy-ass choices. Yeah. I'm convinced that after Smash Ultimate, Sakurai is retiring. I don't know if you heard about the long, arduous road and medical conditions that Sakurai faced while developing video games. Yeah, I have. I mean, when he was when he was doing Melee, he had vision problems. Ugh. Or was it Brawl? Well, I do know, I don't know if it was Melee or Brawl, but in, like, one of those games, he did have, like, a muscular problems or something. Oh, poor dude. So, like, literally, if he makes another Smash game, he's close to killing himself, and we don't want to hear that happen. Yeah, absolutely not. The thing is, Sakurai knows how to make a great Smash game, 
And if you take him out of the equation, then there's a good chance Nintendo's going to fuck it up. <laughs> they didn't even contact Sakurai when they were making Brawl. I mean, really? back in 2006, when you saw the first Brawl trailer, Sakurai had no involvement whatsoever. <laughs> so we contacted Nintendo saying, like, yo, step aside, bitches. <laughs> I'm going to show you how I make my game. Oh, my gosh. That's awesome. I didn't know that. <laughs> it's still possible that we might get another Smash game after this, but I can't see it surpassing Smash Ultimate. There's no way. No, it's interesting you say that because I think right after Smash Ultimate or right before it came out, Sakurai gave an interview where he kind of admitted that. He's like, yeah, it's a double-edged sword. We're making a game we're really proud of with, I think, like almost or over 80 playable characters. Like, it's insane from all walks of the gaming universe, from Capcom to Sega, Nintendo, whatever. And he's saying it's great, but it means that the next game is going to have, like, so way too much to live up to. Um, and he says it's probably going to be smaller, and like, of course, it's going to be smaller. You're going to see like half of this, if that, because there's just maybe so even much. less than half when you think about yeah. it. Maybe a quarter. I, honestly, yeah. I mean, because they're still going to want to add new characters, I think, but probably it'll go back to being like, oh, I don't know, thirty old characters, if that, and maybe ten new characters, and that's even a lot to ask for. So I think he has intended this to be his magnum opus. I think he knows that, and I think you might be right. He might just retire. Hopefully, he leaves, or at least Nintendo leaves control of the Smash Bros. games in Sakurai's, like, underlings, like his most trusted apprentices, almost. We can only hope, because like you said, we don't want them to screw it up. How crazy is it to be an apprentice to Sakurai? (laughs) You have to be the luckiest bastard in the world to work with this guy. Absolutely. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. The world after Smash Bros. Ultimate. The world where Smash 6, the the day the announcement trailer comes out, going to be a very, very weird world indeed. Who knows? <laughs> yeah. Maybe people will be more understanding, or maybe we'll start Riot saying that, We want this character! <laughs> we want this guy! Stop it, Nintendo! Bring back Sakurai! <laughs> it doesn't matter like what they reveal. There's always going to be that one group of people that's going to be... They're going to be against whatever. Yeah. Because it's not like their preference. Like, it's not the same Smash that we've all been playing for 20 plus years. Yeah. As the old saying, all good things must come to an end. That's true. And we'll always have Ultimate. 10, 20, 30 years down the line when they're pumping out whatever new Smash game. And if we're not happy, we could just plug in our Switches, which might be growing dust by then. And... (laughs) Have a good old Smash Ultimate battle. Bro, if you want to talk about dust, you think all these people keep talking about Smash Ultimate? I keep playing Smash Melee. Oh, yeah. Everybody. That's like the, the... quote-unquote best game. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, it's the best game, well, for me personally. I mean, I love Ultimate, but I have so much nostalgic value to Melee. Like, it's unbeatable. Yeah. It's intangible. <laughs> but like I said, it's just a matter of time if, like, Sakurai's willing to let, you know, his quote-unquote apprentices or nintendo for that matter handle the next smash game (laughs) and we just have to all be grateful of what we have oh yeah not just for like what we get for dlc but what we get after smash ultimate yeah that's gonna be a weird new world hey we're already living in a weird new world (laughs) true good point so what's a smash game without sakurai i mean i'm open for anything at this point yeah who knows so that about does it for this episode Thank you all for watching and listening to us geek out about Smash Brothers. <laughs> yeah. And let us know in the Discord server, who do you think are the last five slots for the DLC characters? And remember, it could really just be anyone from any video game you're ever playing. Emphasis on 
anybody. <laughs> Thank you all for listening. Be sure to subscribe, join our Discord server, and have yourselves a great night. Yup. Adios, amigos.